Well, I think there's a lot of people that certainly love morel mushrooms. I'm definitely one of them. But I don't know if, you know, the average person wants that or understands that in a cheese. So when we had that in the competition last year, it went a lot further than I expected it to. And it's really nice to be able to put something out there that excites people and makes them say, wow. And, you know, when you have a cheese that's, you know, riddled with really tasty bits of Wisconsin morels and leeks, it's magnificent. It's, and it definitely uh, made a big impact. Corner Table, a Capital Times podcast about food and drink in Madison. It's bracket season, and I am not much for baskets or balls, so let's talk cheese. Jack Kerr has the enviable job of coordinating the annual cheese championship at the Willie Street Co-op. His better bracket pits cheddar against Munster and feta against blue for a dairy duel to the death. Can Gouda beat Havarti? Will Swiss triumph over Buderkese? Only one way to find out. I'm your host, Cap Times food writer Lindsay Christians. As a note to listeners, we recorded this podcast before the competition began, so a few cheeses we talk about have already fallen off the leaderboard. The contest continues through April 1st, so give a listen and get ready to vote with your taste buds. Welcome, Jack. Hi. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you for coming in today. Yeah. Um, so when I saw the cheese competition, the bracket was happening again. I was pretty excited about it. So first of all, tell people who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, my name is Jack Kerr, and I am the Willie Street Co-op's event coordinator for going on 10 years now. My job is to uh, work on uh, promoting the uh, idea of the co-op, and part of that means um, – promoting the incredible local small food businesses that we work with. And so um, right now we're working on our cheese challenge, and that's a a real synthesis of both of those things where we get to showcase the uniqueness of the co-op and um, of all these great cheese artisans. So how many cheeses are in the competition? Well, we start out with 32, and uh, today is the first day, um, so we will – work with 32 different cheeses um, today through Sunday. So each day you'll be able to stop at any of the three locations of the co-op and um, sample eight cheeses per day. So there's, you know, 32 obviously um, by the end of those four days. Um, So it's a lot to juggle. There's a lot going on this first week. Um, So if you're interested in you know, tasting a wide array the first week is a great time to be in there. After this first round of cheeses, just one will win out of each head-to-head, right? Yeah. When we first started doing it uh, four years ago, we um, really just kind of sat around and thought about the possibilities of what we could do to kind of add some excitement post-winter. You know, everybody has... we're in Wisconsin and we all go through the same thing together of hunkering down and probably eating a lot of comfort food. And, you know, every January we kind of turn our attention to folks making resolutions to sort of turn that around and get out on a, a good new foot. So by the time March comes around, we're anticipating spring, but we wanted to do something a little bit more zippy and, um, right around this time is obviously the huge basketball tournament, the March Madness. 
Um, and so one of my coworkers had this brilliant idea to say, you know, what if we found all of these great cheeses from our great state of Wisconsin and had them get into their own bracket and, and duke it out to get the number one spot? So, How do you choose which 32 cheeses make that cut? Boy, it's, you know, it's tricky and it's also evolved and evolving. But um, the first year, I think, you know, what we really did was just kind of look at our inventory and say, hey, what's good? And what, you know, what would we like to sample? What do we like? What do we want people to know about? Um, You know, a lot of the cheesemakers that we work with, we develop really nice personal relationships with. And sometimes, you know, somebody is somebody you see regularly and you want more people to know about what they're doing. Um, So I think the first year, a lot of folks just got on the list because our cheese coordinators at each of our stores were really endorsing them and saying, people need to know more about this cheese. And so now we're in our fourth year and that's really, you know, taken off. We've, I feel like the program has been really well established. And so you have to kind of do a balancing act then and make sure that there's fair representation. So while we want to, you know, carry forward some tried and true cheeses, we also want to introduce some new cheeses. So it's still a matter of our um, purchasing team talking to our cheese coordinators and saying, okay, what's new? What's different? What was in last year? What might we want to, you know, compete against and throw in there? And and, you know, what's going to work, what's going to be weird, what's going to be hot. Our lead cheese buyer, Jeremy Johnson, is the primary decision maker on all of that. But, you know, we're a co-op, so there's a lot of collaboration that gets involved there, too. Are there any new cheeses this year that you've never had in the competition before? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, I was, you know, reviewing our list um, just earlier this week as we're getting ready to um, kick it off and um, also comparing some of it to... Uh, the recent World Cheese Championship. So I'm pretty excited because uh, one of the cheeses from that championship will also be participating in our own challenge, and that is the Leclerc Chandoka. So you can anticipate seeing that tomorrow. Actually, that will be um, part of the sampling. We have the Roth Grand Cru Sirchois that's going to be a part of our tasting this year. That's actually tomorrow as well. And I think facing off against that Chandoka, so that's kind of a, a blood match right off the bat. You know, we, I'm curious to see how that shakes out. Um, and then we just have nice representations from all different parts of the state and all different kinds of cheese and all sort of different makers, everything from, you know, the Viroqua area through Door County um, over to the western side. I was interested to see that... You know, you've got a couple cheeses from Hooks, which is, you mm-hmm. know, very uh, well known in this area. But you you made a, like very specific choices around that, right? It's the Hooks five-year cheddar is in, right. the, is in the competition. And then you've also got the, the triple play extra innings, which is a triple milk cheese. Yeah, it's got it all. Yes. So I guess it's a cow, sheep, goat. Um, and it's all been aged. So, And it's also our title holder from last year. So... Um, throughout last year's competition, um, they just were the favorite and walked away with it. So they're back again this year and, yeah, competing against, you know, their own 
their own brand, um, the five-year cheddar. You've got one of my favorite Car Valley cheeses, which is the Marissa. I actually really love the cave-aged Marissa. Ooh. Um, a beautiful cheese. But you've got, you know, my favorite feta of all your fetas is the Hidden Springs sheet milk feta. You've got that in the competition. I'm happy to see that. It's so good. It's so creamy. It's so lovely. It's really, I think, a great springtime cheese. Sort of always comes around my plate around this time of year. It makes me really excited that winter's kind of ending and it's a perfect cheese for the season. I love that cheese. I loved seeing a nice sort of smattering of goat milk cheeses. It's always good to mm-hmm. see those. Yeah, I think we have the Montchev. We have the Montchev. Is going in. The Carvelli, uh, Carvelli Billy Blue is a part of uh, the contest this year. So yeah, definitely uh, a nice spread of not only cow, but um, goat and sheep milk cheeses. I'm, I'm actually part partial to the sheep milk cheeses, so... Um, I hear you on that Hidden Springs feta. There were some that I totally expected to see. The Pleasant Ridge Reserve is always going to be there. Yeah. Um, that bandaged cheddar, which I actually picked to go all the way. The bandaged cheddar is definitely a crowd favorite. It's it a is. really good bet. It's um, you know hard to say anything negative about. It's it's a delicious, fantastic cheese, and I would say putting your money on that to go all the way is a really smart move. But I'm I'm betting otherwise. I thought the Montemore would go pretty far from Sartori just because it's got such a wonderful buttery texture for like a cheddar kind of cheese. Yeah. So, and it's not technically a cheddar, I don't think. No, it's a very mysterious cheese in terms of, you know, what it is. It seems to be a a kind of melding of mozzarella and cheddar and um, the flavor is very unique. It's another big favorite of our voters and a previous title holder as well, I think. Now that we're in our fourth year, it's very interesting to me to look back at the winners because they've all been so different from each other. When we started in 2015, the um, first winner of the challenge was from the Rolly Cheese Company. It was their Dunbarton Blue. And no one in the beginning of that competition, I think, um, that was behind the scenes planning would have thought that uh, Blue would have walked away with the title. Um, at least the first year, I thought that perhaps it would be something that, you know, maybe people would build up to, experiment and learn. But um, I was psyched. It just shows that we're working with a really sophisticated audience and um, a group of people who really like to uh, experiment with their cheese. And then the second year, the Sartori Montemore won, which I thought was also, you know, very easy to understand. It's a a very likable cheese. There's, you know, hardly anybody I know that would, you know, not want to have that on anything they've got for dinner. And then um, last year, as we already mentioned, the uh, Hooks Triple Play was our winner. So who knows what's going to happen this year? Every 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 year it seems to take a different turn. My colleague picked the black pepper sartori, kind of a Parmigiani-ish cheese. Parmigiani-ish. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, they also two years ago were the big winners at the cheese championship. And that um, espresso rub was definitely, you know, the leading option that they had. So it doesn't surprise me. You know, I think they're back in our, they are back in our challenge this year. Um, So I'm sure we can expect to see them go far as well. I noticed that you chose the Marika six to nine month Gouda Mm -hmm. for for this competition. And I feel like that is, I love the one with fenugreek. I love the one that has a little bit more age on it as well. But you're picking something that's in some ways going to be representative of what this cheesemaker does. 
Yes, I think um, you know part of it uh, is always a little bit debatable because we really want to sort of showcase the true artistry of the cheesemaker. Uh, so when you do a flavored cheese, even a winner like the Sartori Espresso, it calls to question whether you're getting a great example of the purity of that craft. But it also, you know, at the end of the day says there's a lot of creativity there with this maker. And um, the fundamental mission, I think, of the cheese challenge is to not be um, on the same level of serious sophistication as the cheese championship, but to have fun. And, you know, we want to make sure that shoppers are um, not only learning about the cheeses that we offer, but that also um, they enjoy it. It's a you know, it's an election, but it's not as serious as some of the other elections we've we've been facing these past few years. That is absolutely true. Have there been things that have surprised you, like upsets that have surprised you? Um, there's always something in the competition that I think that goes further than, you know, you would expect it to. Like I just mentioned about the blue cheese, but, you know, regarding flavored cheeses, one of the... Um, cheeses that's in again this year is the Renard's Morel and Leek. And um, I think that was a really interesting and brave addition to the challenge because not many people are, um, well, I think there's a lot of people that certainly love Morel mushrooms. I'm definitely one of them. But I don't know if, you know, the average person wants that or understands that in a cheese. So when we had that in the competition last year, it went a lot further than I expected it to. And, you know, we got a lot of really great feedback. I did um, many of the days of the challenge myself um, at the demo station, being the person doing the sampling and getting the feedback and tallying the votes. And it's really nice to be able to put something out there that excites people and makes them say, wow. And, you know, when you have a cheese that's you know, riddled with really tasty bits of Wisconsin morels and leeks. It's magnificent, It's and it definitely, you know, uh, made a big impact. Do you find that you are explaining what the cheeses are and how they're made to individual people? Does the story make a difference in how folks vote? Sometimes. Um, I, I trained our staff that's doing the challenge this year, and uh, part of that was letting them know what I think some of the more common questions are going to be. And I think the um, primary question people tend to ask is, uh, what is the um, milk variety that it comes from? So um, people definitely want to know cow, sheep, milk, obviously, um, that question. But also people are very curious about where the cheese comes from. Um, People are very regional in their cheese loyalty in Wisconsin that you'll find uh, that you meet somebody who is very familiar with the Driftless region and is very loyal to the cheeses that come out of that area, or um, someone who, you know, maybe spends a lot of time in Door County, and they've done a lot of really fine dining in that area. So some of the cheeses that they have most experienced come from Door County. So I think when, you know, we meet someone who's really eager to be a part of the cheese challenge, Um, you're finding that they want to know what kind of cheese is it based upon the milk, where is it from, and then um, if they're more, um, if they're coming in with a little bit more knowledge than the average person, they will often tell us stories about the cheesemakers. That's really cool. What cheese do you have from Door County? 
Well, we have the Renards from Sturgeon Bay. This year we have their terrific trio, which uh, I haven't tried before. That's a first uh, new addition to the challenge for us. And then they also um, brought in their uh, Morel and Leek, which I mentioned earlier. Um, so that one's back. And we also have Renard Beer Cheddar this year, which is made with a dark lager and uh, apparently is going to be um, exactly what you want if you're eating burgers. There are cheeses in this competition that I think of in just completely different ways. Mm-hmm. And I was filling out my bracket and I was thinking about, you know, who am I am I voting with my heart or my head? Like what are <laughs> what do I think things are gonna win? And it's it's such a challenge I think sometimes because I don't put them all in the same category of thing, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think it, I think about that in terms of what I've learned from doing the cheese challenge where, you know, four years ago, I think I had that same anxiety approaching a cheese case where, gosh, it's so overwhelming. It's such an intimidating field to understand. And, you know, where do you even begin? Sometimes you're just walking in there because you want to invite friends over to grill something on your patio and you need something to throw on top of it. But other times, maybe you want to put out a spread of cheeses and add some fruit and really put a nice platter together. So if you're coming at it from nowhere, you don't even really know where to begin. But I think the interesting thing about doing the challenge is it runs over three weeks. So we have a lot of people that are coming in almost daily, and they're definitely learning a lot in that time span, and they're remembering and coming back the next year. And I know, at least for me, you know, you might get just a very basic message or lesson from it the first time you do it. So, for example, you might be able to learn, these are the melty cheeses. I need something melty. So at least you're coming in and you're, you can, you know, push aside an entire section of the case because it's not going to accomplish your your mission of getting something melty. Two or three years into it, I was remembering names, I know makers, I know varieties, um, I remember flavors. So I think the, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things where the more you do it, the more you learn. So, you know, I now know Melty and I know Beyond Melty. <laughs> so That's wonderful. Are there favorites that you have this year? Who are you picking to win? Um, I am going to go with, I think, probably the safest bet. Um, it's not, it's not my nature to jump on that, but I tasted the Chandoka and I love it. And, and after I tasted the Chandoka, I learned that it went so far in the, um, World Cheese Championship. So once I learned that, I thought, oh man, I got to put my money on this. This is going to be a good step. But, um, I have to say, I also secretly always root for Blue Mont. Um, I toured Willie Leonard's property um, where he makes his blue cheese, and it's an amazing and beautiful place. And um, I think what he does is uh, really exceptional. And he produces a blue cheese that is of the most high quality. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely um, product. So I think um, I'd like to always, I always root for that. I want to see that go further. Bandage cheddar. That's what I'm calling it. (laughs) Calling it right now. So people can vote and participate in this through when? Well, the um, brackets are closed, but um, the actual voting goes up until April 1st. So we'll be doing the um, sampling and voting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
So um, you can come into the store anytime between noon and 6 p.m. If you're in the store, you're going to taste a lot of cheese. And that's great. This has got to be really popular. It is, and it's you know it's constantly growing. We um, assess how many people participate by keeping track of our uh, brackets and and our votes. And um, you know since we've been doing this, we've also up opened our third location. So we now have a Northside Willie Street Co-op, and that just increases the numbers of people that are learning and enjoying about the cheese challenge. So yeah, there's a lot of people that are playing and. It's fun. Why would you not want to? Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. This has been The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison produced by the Capital Times. I am your host, Cap Times food writer Lindsay Christians, and our music was composed by Patrick Christians. Subscribe to The Corner Table wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Corner Table Podcast. Visit captimes.com to see a photo of Jack at the cheese competition and a look at this year's bracket. Even if a cheese is not in the running anymore, it's most likely still in the case, including that Leclerc Farms Shandoka that Jack picked to win it all. My charge to you this week is to seek out Landmark Creamery's Petite Nuage, a sheet milk cheese that means little clouds. It's perfect for spring. Cheers! <laughs>